Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first ever podcast of Indie Game with your host, Jeremy and Tyson. Say what's up, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going, Tyson? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So there's some uh, big, big offseason happenings uh, this this year. You know, we'll start off with the uh, Matthew Stafford and uh, Jared Goff trade. Yeah, you know, this is one that shocked a lot of people, I think. Uh, I think the, the Rams gave up quite a bit to, to receive Matthew Stafford in the uh, two first round picks and a third round draft pick uh, that included Jared Goff. So who do you think uh, won and lost this trade, Tyson? You know, you're thinking about it, you know, the Lions have had uh, no success really with Matthew Stafford over the, the decade they've had him. And he's played with people such as Calvin Johnson, who just turned uh, a Hall of Famer this year. And he's been a very, very good quarterback, but the franchise has just really let him down. And uh, I see him moving to L.A. to play with that incredible defense. I could really see uh, him playing uh, a very high level again. Yeah, you know, in my opinion, I think the only real loser in this in this trade is Jared Goff, right? The Lions get their picks for the future, uh, and the Rams get their final piece for a championship-caliber team, right? Uh, Stafford gets shipped to L.A. during the end of his career. I mean, who wouldn't want to be there? And so I, I think that just Goff is a real loser here growing up a Cali boy and, you know, getting sent down to the cold in Detroit. But keep in mind, like, Goff was the Rams' last first-round pick, right? That was 2016, first overall. So they haven't really had a first-round pick for a few years. And I guess they'll be without one for, for a while now, I think till 2024, right? Yeah, they're going to be without a while, but they, they've been able to find some great steals. You know, you got Cam Akers, you got Daryl yeah. Henderson, you got yeah. Cooper Cup, you know, like third round pick. You know, they've been able to stag really good talents elsewhere in the draft. And if you look at these these first round picks, uh, they're both in their they're both probably going to be in their late 20s, uh, depending on how the rest of the players do in their uh, their season. Uh, but they're not going to be very high overall picks, right? Yeah, I mean, I like how you said that. Like, you, you look at it, the Rams are, are a good team in the NFL, and for a few years they will be. So how valuable are those first-round picks really? Because, you know, they will be late ones. So for them to get a bit of value here in Matthew Stafford, uh, I, I love Matthew Stafford as a quarterback. It'll be interesting to see, you know, is he really a great quarterback or was it, you know, his team kind of holding him back? So to, to see if if Stafford can win some playoff games here in, in Los Angeles will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know. I just going back to the draft picks, I always think about it, you know, these picks are probably going to be late, but I'm pretty sure that's what the Texans were thinking when they traded their first round picks for a guy like Larry Tunsil, you know, they just made Tunsil's the playoffs. Late. They looked really, really good. And now that pick turns out to be the third overall pick in the draft and the, the dolphins are laughing. Yeah. And I mean, that, the way I look at it too is, it's going to be hard to keep that fan base happy, right? Like, let's say you do have a, a poor season like the Texans did within these next three or four years, and your fan base really has nothing to look forward to in this offseason. So uh, there's a lot of tension in, in Houston with this same kind of situation. So I, I think the Rams will be able to hold it together and kind of keep decent records going. But, yeah, I mean, it, it could be hard to keep this fan base happy if, you know, it starts going down a little bit. Well, I think this is a good trade for both teams, right? I mean, the, the Lions could see what Goff is, right? They're, they're going to be paying him for the next couple of years, and they, they do like him a lot. And, and this shows to see if Matthew Stafford is going to be that quarterback that everyone thought he could be, you know, being drafted so high. Yeah. And we're going mean, to see. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, for, for the Lions to take on that contract and Jared Goff, like, they've, they've obviously got to like him, right? So the Lions are in full rebuild mode now. I mean, it's evident. So it, it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, what do you think the, the Lions' record's going to be this year? 
Uh, I think I think Detroit. I don't see them winning more than four to five games. I think they'll finish with some some high draft picks, and I think they'll continue to rebuild. Fair analysis. Fair analysis. Uh, now, what do you think is going to happen with the Rams? I, I see the Rams as an immediate uh, contender in the NFC. I mean, you still have guys like Brady and Rodgers, and they'll run they'll run that NFC. I mean, till they retire, right? But I think Matthew Stafford going to to the Rams really really elevates them. And I think that that defense is top three. And I, I think that, that they'll be able to consistently win them games. Yeah. And, you know, getting Matthew Stafford into the division with the Seahawks and the Cardinals and the Rams, like that division is absolutely stacked now. 49ers, right? Yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll get later on about this addition with JJ Watt, but it, it is a very stacked division. And I think the Rams to kind of separate themselves from the Seahawks who are constant contenders and the 49ers and now the Cardinals, I mean, they really needed to make this step. And I think it's, it's a step in the right direction. And I, I like the Rams in the NFC for sure. Okay. Now uh, another huge uh, thing that happened this off season was the Carson Wentz trade. Yeah. Um, what do you have to say well. about that one? Yeah. So Carson Wentz went to the Colts and the Eagles received what a third round pick and a conditional second right so that can turn into a first yeah they they traded the 85th overall pick in this year's upcoming draft and Wentz needs to play I believe 75% of the Colts offensive snaps or at least 70% of the snaps and the Colts reach the playoffs and that 2022 second turns into a first Um, okay yeah so that's that's a big one I don't know I think the Colts their main concern should be just keeping Wentz healthy early in his career he's been beat up quite a bit and we saw that in Philly but I think he has the potential to, again, be in the MVP discussion. Uh, unlike in Philly, he has a strong surrounding cast and a mix of young and old targets on offense behind one of the best O-lines in football. So I don't know. I like I like once being in, in Colts uniforms, and I think it'll be interesting to see how, how he does there, right? He's got a lot of pressure on him, so. Yeah, I, uh, I've been reading a little bit about it, and uh, a lot of people are telling uh, – the Colts not bring any competition to keep uh, Carson Wentz's, you know, his morale high and to really yeah. think that he has a ch- the chance to be the starter and don't really have anyone against him. Uh, if you look at the Colts this year with uh, old man Philip Rivers, you know, they had a really good year, but you could just tell that they didn't have what it took. Like Car- Exactly. Exactly. Like Philip had a really, really good year, but it just wasn't enough. I agree. I mean, Philip Rivers is a, in my opinion, a Hall of Famer. I mean, some people argue he's not, but I mean, he got it done for the Chargers for so many years and he's a game manager, right? And I think that Carson Wentz sort of brings a bit more. Carson Wentz has a lot more ability than Phillip Rivers late in his career. And I think that that defense can do enough for them. The Colts, they got Leonard or uh, Darius Leonard. They got DeForest Buckner. They got a good secondary. So I think that if Carson Wentz can just get it done a little bit, the Colts will be a real contender in the AFC. Yeah, uh, the, the Colts this year, you know, they had a really, really good young rookie running back. And they just have a lot more weapons. I feel like they, since they have so much cap space as well, they can bring in a lot of free agents. Yeah. And, and the defense already is there. You know, DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard, uh, they play an unreal zone coverage on yep. defense. And uh, I think bringing a guy like Carson Wentz, if you get some weapons around him, he could really show what he used to do in the, in the 2017 season when he had almost an MVP caliber season. Yeah, and like you said, they got lots of weapons, young and old. You know, he's got some young guys like Pittman to throw to, and he's got that veteran presence in T.Y. Hilton. I mean, who knows if T.Y. Hilton's really going to stay there or not, but I think the, the Colts will figure out a way for him to be there so Carson kind of gets that that older chemistry. Well, yeah, if you look at Carson this year on the Eagles, you know, you have a, they draft a young young rookie in Jalen Hurts, who I really think is going to take over there. 
but when you look at it, their offensive line was dismantled all year long. They got too many old veterans that just couldn't stay healthy. You know, Miles Sanders couldn't stay healthy either. Their wide receivers, you know, their first round pick, Jalen Rager, was underperforming. And they had a, an undrafted rookie pretty much lead their team in receiving. So they really didn't have too much for him to work with, which showed in his 16 touchdowns and 15 picks and a lot of fumbles to go with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles did the best thing they could have given their situation. I think Hurts is a great, like, hard-nosed quarterback for that city. And I think he'll fit the bill of, like, former quarterbacks, you know, like Vic, Cunningham, you know, a lot more than Wentz did, right? So I think if they can build well enough around Hurts, I think he will really blossom into an elite quarterback. And I'll, I'll be taking him high in fantasy this year for sure. Oh, you're going to be taking him in fantasy. Okay, I'll go look out for that one. Um, now... Uh, another thing that uh, surprises me, you know, the Colts lost their star left tackle this year as he retired. What do you think the Colts really attack this year in the draft? The Colts, I think, attacking the draft will, honestly, in my opinion, be O-line. I think that the Colts really are intense on building a strong, strong O-line. Like, you guys got, like, Quentin Nelson, you know, guys like that that just really build the the atmosphere, I guess, of that that city and that team so guys like Darius Leonard too they they play that hard-nosed football and I think that a guy like Carson Wentz needs to be protected we've seen that in in Philly so I think they they will attack either O-line or maybe another uh, target for him maybe a tight end receiver but I I really think they'll go O-line okay now moving on to the one of the biggest news that happened just today yeah JJ Watt Cardinals yeah so a two-year 31 million dollar deal and I think it was $21 million guaranteed for him. So it's a big deal. Good for him. But, I mean, he reunites with DeAndre Hopkins, and he makes that defense terrifying, right? He got Chandler Jones, Pat Pete. I mean, we don't know if he's going to be there for sure or not, but a great corner. He's been elite for how many years? You got a possible, you know, arguably the best safety in football, Buda Baker, and you got a, a future star, Isaiah Simmons, who I, I really think can, can get it together this year and turn into a real hybrid for them. Yeah, they have a, a lot of weapons. And, you know, even on offense, you know, Kyler Murray really showed this year that he does have the ability to play at a very high level. Absolutely. You know, DeAndre Hopkins coming over to the Cardinals last season was huge for him. It gave him that big number one receiver. You know, Larry Fitz is past his prime, and he couldn't really have that the year before. Um, yeah. But this year, you really notice a big difference. Uh, opening up the, the, the rest of the wide receiver group for, like, people like Christian Kirk and Andy Isabel, they even got in there a little bit. So Yeah, for sure. And I think that 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 offense with Kingsbury really has the ability to stretch the field. So that offense is electric. And I think, yeah, JJ really brings it, brings it for the defense. Yeah. The, the biggest question in my opinion is can JJ Watts still be an elite level uh, defensive lineman? Like he was in uh, 2018 even. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Like, I, I think we've seen it a little bit, but he's, he is another in the, in the conversation for one of the best defensive linemen ever. I don't think he is, but he he's up there. Right. So will he be able to do that? I don't know. But I think that his name, just being in that locker room, we we all know J.J. Watt's a great teammate, a great guy. So I think them bringing him in there is just going to have an immediate impact on that locker room for sure. Yeah, you'll. I definitely uh, believe that the presence will be known right away. I think he'll bring the intensity like he brought in Houston all those years. Uh, as you've seen even in the last clips, him talking to Deshaun Watson, you know, I'm sorry yeah. we wasted one of your years. Like, J.J. Watt yeah. doesn't have many years left either. So... We're exactly. hoping to see what he does here. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Uh, I'm surprised he went to the Cardinals, though. You know, I don't really see the Cardinals as the, the biggest contender in the NFC. 
Yeah, I mean, we just talked about it, right? With that division, you know, you got the Rams, you got the Cardinals, the Niners, and the Hawks. So, with JJ going there, you know, it's completely up for grabs, right? I I didn't think he was gonna go there. I thought he was gonna go to a a team of that caliber. I know a lot of people thought he was gonna go to a contender. I know you thought he was going to the Steelers, wow. but I mean, I I I figured he'd kind of kind of just go somewhere like like the Cardinals. I mean, I don't think anybody would have guessed it would be them, but. I think I think the biggest issue for the Steelers was their cap, right? I know most people yeah. thought he was going there, but yeah, we're we're pretty broke right now. I know the Steelers are having some issues of their own, but I, you know, I figured a team like uh, the Green Bay Packers or the Bills or even like Cleveland, you, I would think like a team like that yeah. would be a little bit more. I I really thought he would have stayed in the AFC. You know, yeah. the NFC is so much so much harder because you got obviously the greatest of all time and Tom, but. Yeah that division just had basically they just had the mvp they just had the super bowl winner like like that nfc nfc is a lot and, a lot to and like with. like you said yeah like the packers i just i see them as such a a great team but they haven't really just made a splash in free agency for so many years right like everyone says they need to pick up a wide receiver but like you said like i, I did kind of see them going for jj just to keep their fan base happy you know what i mean they kind of need that other just kind of splash on their team but they just haven't been able to do it so it was a shocker for sure to see JJ go to the Cardinals. Yeah. The thing that surprised me the most was, you know, I really thought he was more worried about his legacy than the amount of money he was getting. But I mean, you can't be turning down that kind of money, right? Oh, agreed. I just, you could kind of, I think we all thought that just given like the way he talked to Deshaun, right. We wasted one of your years. He was so high on, on, you know, your legacy and it's not about money. And he kind of gave that big speech. I can't remember when that was, but talking about you, you know, you come here and you work hard, you play to win and, he were disappointing the city of Houston, right? So it was weird to see that he did go somewhere where he got paid more, but I guess money talks, right? Yeah, that, that's the main thing, right? Money does talk. Yeah. Um. Well, now we have some big big free agencies. You know, JJ was one of the big ones that came and the rest were trades, but free agency is coming up around, around the corner. And there's a lot of, lot of good free agents this year. Yeah, I kind of, I was checking out Pro Football Focus here and I went through a couple of free agents you want to talk about here. So we'll just get right into it, I guess. Sounds good to me. All right. The first one I got here, I think is a pretty big one is Dak Prescott. Where do you think he's going to land? I really do believe that he won't get a long-term contract in Dallas. I don't think Dallas is just willing to give him that, Uh, especially coming off uh, off this big injury. You know, he was having an amazing season, but they still weren't winning games. Like they were, their defense was really hurting. Um, I really do think he gets franchise tag though and goes back to Dallas. All right. Okay. I, I like that. I personally think that for the, for the Cowboys to, you know, take a big step and really step away from the Eagles, the Giants, those guys in that division, they, they need to trust Dak Prescott and they need to just kind of show the city and the team that they're locked in on him. So I do think the Cowboys will give him a big deal. I don't know exactly what I think they'll give, but I think it'll be a big one. Yeah. Okay. Who's your next free agent that you want to talk about? Yeah. Moving on. We got Chris Godwin. You know, I see Tampa Bay just tagging him. I know a lot of people think he might leave, but I think that's what where Tampa's going to put their franchise tag this offseason is on Chris Godwin. See, Tampa's in a weird spot. You know, they're just coming off a of Super Bowl. They have so many big high free agent names. You know, they got Antonio Brown, Gronk, Shaq Bear, Chris Godwin, Levante David. You know, they got all these guys. And it's tough to see who they're going to bring back with such little cap space. Um, I really do believe that, you know, with having Mike Evans, Antonio Brown will probably come back for a minimum because he loves Tom Brady. 
Yeah. Uh, and they have the guy like Scotty Miller, you know, Chris Godwin's nice and he's an amazing talent, but when you have those other replacement players, you really don't need to bring a guy like him back. Personally, I think he's going to get the bag from the Colts. You know, he'll go play with Carson Wentz. They'll give him a big money. They, they need a receiver. Uh, I think they, they'll, they'll go out and get him. I think Chris Godwin goes to the Colts. Yeah, I do like that take, actually. And like you said, like, when you have the GOAT in Tom Brady, he, he has the ability to make people around him better, right? So I think Bruce Arian understands that, and I think he sees that Chris Godwin isn't really necessary there, but I do think that they'll, they'll take Chris Godwin. You know, just going back to that, you know, you look at all these years of Tom Brady, you know, he's playing with so many people that they, they just disappear after he's gone. Right. Yeah. You know, Danny Amendola, like even this yeah. year, like this year alone, you know, watching Cam Newton play with Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman nothing. didn't do anything. Yeah. Nothing the same. It's not. And like, you look at guys like Wes Welker, like from years ago, like, do you think Wes Welker would have been able to produce like that in a different system, like with somebody not like Tom Brady? And it's, it's the answer is no, like Tom Brady just has that ability. He's just a leader. He's a winner and he just makes people better. And I think that's why Tampa's so high on him. That's why anybody should be high on him because he just, he wins, right? He just makes people around him better. Okay. Right. The next big name one, Alan Robinson. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I see the bears sticking with Robinson. I know a lot of people, I think want to see him get away from Chubisky. I know a lot of people who think that he's one of the top three to five wide receivers in the league, but it's hard to say just because he doesn't have the best quarterback situation. But I do think the bears will tag him. I don't think the bears want to let Allen Robinson walk. And I certainly don't think bears fans want him to, but I think at the end of the day, uh, Allen Robinson is going to still be wearing a, a bears Jersey. You know, I don't think the Bears are going to give him away for nothing, right? You can't give exactly. a guy of that caliber just nothing, right? I really yeah. don't see him in a Bears uniform next year just based off of, you know, his whole career. You know, he's never had a number, a number what, top 10 quarterback ever that he's played yeah. with, and he's still been able to produce unreal numbers. Yep. Um, I really do think that a team like the Ravens go out and get him uh, the Ravens need to give Lamar a wide receiver, you know, having Marquise Brown as your number one guy that it just isn't enough. You need to give Lamar that number one solidified wide receiver and see what you can do. Yeah. I know we all know the Ravens need it, right? Lamar Jackson needs it. Uh, Des Bryant's not the kind of guy you want to compliment Marquise Brown. So I, I can definitely see that. And I think it, it would be a good fit for the Ravens, but I think Allen Robinson's just too valuable to that team. And I do think the bears will take him. All right. Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, moving on, let's go Trent Williams, old lineman here. So what do you think is going to go on there? Well, I see about four or five different options. You know, after coming a year off of not really playing and getting signed by the 49ers, he really showed out this year and had a great season. You yeah, know, he's yeah. an older veteran lineman. He had an amazing season for the 49ers. So I really only see four teams that have a chance to get him. I see him either. My most likely option is for him to sign back with the 49ers. Yeah, I you know. Um, but I do believe teams like the Jags, or the Colts, they both could use a new tackle. You know, they're both getting new quarterbacks in. You know, they're going to need that protection on the left side, their blind side. Yeah, And the, the other two teams, I really do see have a chance. You know, the Chargers, they have a nice young rookie quarterback in Herbert who had an unreal year, just more protection. And same with Bengals, they need someone to protect Burrow. Like, those are the top five teams, I'd say, that have a chance to get him. Yeah, I like those all, to be honest. I think all those teams would give Trent Williams the bag. I think that everyone sees the value in the tackle position and teams like the Bengals, Jags, you know, all those teams, they really like, they need that, right. They need that, that 
tackle to be the presence they need, you know, that person to just lock down the O-line. And the, the hardest part about tackle position is, you know, you see all these get tackles and linemen that a lot of these teams are drafted that just haven't really panned out. And, and to get a really good solidified tackle such as Trent Williams to come in and just really solidify your left tackle position is huge. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. What about Kenny Galladay, Tyson? <sighs> Kenny Galladay is a tough picture. You know, Kenny Galladay isn't really, uh, you know, a speedster or a route runner. He's your big go up and get a receiver, right? Absolutely. And uh, I don't see him back in a Lions uniform next year. That's for sure. The Lions I, I, just don't have anything. Yeah, I especially agree with that. The, the Lions really don't, right? Especially after getting rid of Stafford. If I'm Galladay, I want out of there immediately, right? Like, that's it's not the place I want to be. And I just, I see Galladay. A lot of people think he's going Giants, right? Where do you, where do you think he's landing? I think the Patriots. The Patriots need a wide receiver. Oh. And, and I think like a guy, a big physical threat wide receiver could be huge. You know, I know we'll talk a little bit later or we can just bring it up now in, in conclusion of this, but I really think that a guy like Cam Newton, you know, he needs that receiver number one, you know, this year he is playing with Nikhil Harry and all these guys and he just wasn't able to put up the numbers. And I feel like getting a guy like Kenny Gulley to come in and, and be your number one wide receiver can be huge for the Patriots. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that, that Bill and, and Cam would both really like that. Speaking of the Patriots, yeah, what, what do you think the situation with Cam Newton is? You know, Cam Newton obviously did not have a very good year. You know, he only threw for about 2,700 yards. He threw eight touchdowns, 10 picks. But he did have an impressive almost 600 yards rushing and 12 touchdowns. Uh, this year, you know, the, a lot of the Patriots sat out. A lot of their defensive players sat out, their veterans. Um, I know that they're all deciding to come back for the 2021 season. And I think getting a, a Cam back, you know, a year after integrated into the offense, um, he's been able to recover from COVID because I know he never really was able to come back from that. Um, I think getting him back in there a year after being in the offense and getting him a target or two could really help uh, the Patriots uh, come back in their contention in uh, the next season. Yeah, I agree. I think that honestly, Cam was, was dumpstered a bit more than he deserved. Like he really had nothing going for him there in New England. And I still think Cam has it in him. I know a lot of people don't, but I think Cam Newton's a great leader. I think he's a great guy. And I think he still has it at the quarterback position. He's he's a big guy. And I think that, yeah, like you said, a guy like Galladay would, would really compliment him and show people that he can still ball. So next on our list, we got Will Fuller. I don't know. Will Fuller coming off the suspension, it's tough. I don't know how many teams are willing to trust him or how many teams are willing to pay him. You know, he's a, he had his best season ever and he was able to stay healthy. Um, he still had his, you know, his drug problems, but I, I think a team that could really suit him is the Packers. And I know they tried trading for him before uh, the, the trade deadline. And I think him coming in beside Devontae Adams, it could be, it could be De DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller 2.0 right there. Yeah, no, I, I had the Packers written down as well. I think the Packers give him like a, a medium sized deal. I mean, I don't think Will Fuller's worth a lot just given his like behavior issues, I guess his performance his suspension there he had and but I think I think Will Fuller can perform I think he has it in him uh he's a speedster and maybe it was Deshaun Watson who made him look good this year but I I don't think it was I think Will Fuller if he can just figure out his his behavioral issues then he'll for sure be a good fit on the Packers well next up I know this is a tough one because uh Justin Simmons he's in a tough spot right now yeah he is I think, I think Justin Simmons is very slept on. I think he's a great safety, but, you know, 
I think because maybe he's on the Broncos that that's why he's so slept on. I just he's an elite he's an elite safety, but the Broncos just aren't getting better anytime soon. And I I really don't know where he's gonna land, but I, I think he's still gonna stay on the Broncos, unfortunately. But it's not where I want to see him. It's just I think where where he's gonna end up again. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think the Broncos are the best option for him. He'll get a nice big, big deal from them. They don't really have too much on on uh, defense. You know, Von Miller is going to be leaving this offseason. Um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be gonna be a weird season next year for the Broncos. They need to figure it out because I don't know if Drew Locke is it or not. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Okay, uh, I think next up is Levante David, right? Yeah, Levante David. That's my guy. That's Watching him in the Super Bowl is something else. I think that Levante David is... Is gonna get a big deal for the Bucks. I think the the Bucks really understand that he's you know kind of that chess piece. I know Devin. A lot of people like Devin White, and they think he can replace Levante. But I don't know. I think Levante David is is a good one-two punch with with Devin White, and I think he's gonna get a big deal in Tampa. You know, I, I really do see that duo as the two best linebacker duo in football right now. Um, yeah. Levante David had a huge year, 117 tackles. You know, the Bucs could really use him back with the with Devin White. I really do think that, you know, he just coming off a Super Bowl win, you know, being with that team for such a long time, I think he does sign a team-friendly deal. There's no reason for him to get a big deal. He's 31. He's getting up there in age. Uh, I do think he'll sign a nice team-friendly deal to have a chance to go back-to-back with the Bucs. Yeah, that's understandable. What do you think about Jadavion Clowney? See, this is a tough one because Jadavion Clowney has struggled really hard in the last recent years. You know, he had a... He had like, what, two sacks on the Seahawks and he just had a lot of pressures in this last season. He had injury problems with Tennessee and just wasn't able to stay healthy all year. Um, yeah, I, you know, I remember seeing a, a picture of him or something on the Titans and I kind of thought to myself like, yeah, like he, he went there, right? Like he was kind of just irrelevant. He went from being such a big name guy on the on the Texans. I guess and there's another Texans guy that we, we see kind of fade away, but he's just, I don't know where he's gone. I see the Titans giving him a second chance though, but I just... I don't, I don't know what Jadavian Clowney, I don't know where he's went, but yeah, he's, he's kind of just went away with the wind. Well, that's the same thing with me. You know, I was sitting here and I was visiting with my roommate and the next thing I know, I'm like, what the hell? When did Jadavian Clowney get traded? Yeah. The Titans. I'm like, no, he just signed there in free agency. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I have no clue. Like I just yeah. completely hurt, like lost touch of what he was doing, but I do really think a team like Cleveland or, or Colts that need a pass rusher could go in on him and give him a small deal to see what he's willing to bring in. But like I said, I could see him going back to the Titans. Yeah, I agree. And I said that just going to the Browns here quickly. I think that if the Browns get, you know, one more piece on, on defense and it could be Clowney, I think Miles Garrett could really turn into a real, a real defensive player of the year candidate just to get some attention off of him. You know what I mean? You know, split him on the other side with Clowney and, That'd be a pretty mean defensive line. Well, the thing is, the the Cleveland Browns missed out on the J.J. Watt sweepstakes, right? Like, that would have been an absolutely huge signing for them, and they missed out. So they need to replace that with someone, whether that be through the draft or free agency, and I think Clowney could really be that guy. Yeah, I agree. Next year, I got Leonard Williams. That's my guy, Leonard. So I don't know. I, I think he had a great – he had one of his best seasons ever on the Giants this year. I mean, he had a huge impact on that great defense, but – He's going to want a lot of money. You know, the Giants didn't pay him last year. They're going to have to pay him this year. I, I do think they do it. I think a lot of people think they're going to get let Leonard Williams walk. So they open up some cap room to get a receiver or something. But I think they're going to they're gonna sign him to about an $80 million deal. 
Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. The other option I see that could possibly happen with Leonard if they do decide to let him walk, I can see the Jacksonville Jaguars go after him. Uh, they have a lot of cap space uh, and they have a lot to be able to be spent this offseason. And they had a lot of defensive struggles in 2020 yeah. and especially against the run. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the team gives some of that money towards a guy like Leonard Williams, who had one of his best seasons this year to help stop that, uh, that run game. Yeah, Leonard Williams is he's a great defensive player. You can put him all over right inside, outside and he'll get it done. So, yeah, I hope he comes back to the Giants. But like you said, the Jags would be a good fit for them. All right, next up, I got Juju. This is a tough one. This Juju's is a weird my situation. guy. Juju's yeah. my guy. You know, I'm a Steelers fan, uh, diehard Steelers fan. And, you know, this season, you know, all that TikTok stuff that was going on, all that nonsense, you know, it's tough to see coming from a Steelers fan. Um, I still think he's one of the best uh, young receivers in the league. I know that he didn't have the best last two years without Antonio Brown. You know, he's not really that number one wide receiver, but he still had a great year this year. Um, I could see two options for him. I could see the the Steelers giving him a deal and letting uh, the other uh, guy in Bud Dupree walk away. Uh, the other option I see is the Jets. I see the Jets offering him a bag. And uh, if they do decide to do that, I really think they stick with Sam Darnold at quarterback this year. You know, they both played at USC together. And I believe that the Jets are going to give Sam Darnold one more year to prove himself. Yeah, I agree with almost everything you said. Uh, I know watching Juju this season and, it kind of made me hate the Steelers, right? He kind of, it's almost like he mocked the NFL, right? And I think a lot of people didn't like that, but I think Juju's a hell of a player. I think he, he plays hard. He plays physical. Uh, I, I do see him going to the Jets as well. I don't see the Steelers re-signing him. I think he kind of had an effect on that culture, like you see. And I also just see the Steelers investing in guys like Deontay, Deontay Johnson and Claypool more than, more than Juju at this point. So I definitely see him landing on a team like the Jets and, and getting a bag. Uh, yeah, next up, uh, we have Aaron Jones. Uh, this is another guy, you know, a lot can happen. You know, he can either re-sign with the Packers. Uh, I could see him either going to the Dolphins or Jets, though. Both of those teams uh, need a running back. I know the Jets kind of messed up last time. They paid a, a running back in offseason with Le'Veon Bell. But I do see the Jets or Dolphins going after him unless they decide to draft, you know, ETN or Najee Harris in the draft. But I do think both of those teams have a chance to get him. They definitely have the cap to pull it off. Yeah, no, I, I like this one here because I think Aaron Jones is one of the better running backs in the league, but I said it time and time again, I don't think the running back position is is as valuable as people think it is, right? And I think Aaron Jones deserves to be paid, right? But I, I don't think he deserves what he's going to get some in some places, but I do think he'll end up in Miami. I think he's a good fit for the Dolphins. I think he'll help out Tua. I think he'll, you know, just, just fit in that scheme, right? And a lot of people think he's going to stay with the Packers and I, I don't, I think the Packers have a good enough scheme where they can make guys like Williams and Dylan, like very good. So yeah, I think like, Aaron Jones will end up in Miami. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You know, they just drafted Dylan. Uh, he actually played very well for them. And the thing with Aaron Jones is, you know, they, he, they did the same thing in, in green Bay as what they did in, uh, in uh, the saints with in new Orleans, right. Uh, they do a dual running back system, you know, Alvin yep. Kamara and, they were Latavius Murray. They were getting the split snaps, right? Yeah. And it works. Right. And like I said, like LaFleur has a great system there. They got so many pieces and like Devonte Adams, you know, that offense is great. And I remember uh, one of my buddies, he told me that Aaron Jones was going to leave at the end of the year. And he, he is a Packers fan. And, you know, I kind of called him stupid, but after seeing this season kind of unfold and seeing how Dylan got more and more snaps as the season went on, I, I really see Aaron Jones walking this year. Yeah. And I, I see him going to Miami. 
yeah, uh, it's just, it's tough to say, you know, with running backs because they really have a short uh, shelf life nowadays, you know, they get run into the ground and it's tough to see, you know, you look at a guy like Frank Gore, he's been in the league how long, I don't know how he still keeps trucking, but yeah. Then you look at the next guy like Todd Gurley. Two years ago, he was one of the best running backs in the league. And same with Le'Veon Bell. Now they're just dust. It's Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's hard to invest in a guy like that. If if I was a GM, I don't think I'd ever pick up a, a big running back in free agency. I just think that the position is, is too dangerous to invest in. And I think that even guys like McCaffrey, the best running back in the league, is easy to replace. I mean, look at what Mike Davis did there. So I think that... The, the Packers are smart enough to let Aaron Jones walk before they have to pay him big money. Yeah, I just keep thinking over and over, you know. I don't think another running back will be taken as high as a guy like Saquon or a guy like Leonard Fournette. You know, those guys are top five running backs. Like, they're, like yeah. they got picked top five. I just yeah. don't even think running backs should be taken in the first round anymore, no matter how good you are. Yeah. You look at a guy like Saquon, probably the most talented running back in the league, but he just hasn't been able to stay consistent his whole his whole career. Yeah, and like when I I'm a I'm a Giants fan, right? So when I saw Barkley, it was, you know, you needed him at that pick, and he was one of the biggest things since Adrian Peterson. Like he was huge; everyone was high on him. But like you said, he gets hit so much and torn ACL and injury the year before, and he's he's only as valuable as him playing, right? So if he doesn't play, what's his value, right? Yeah. So you can be as talented as you want, but it doesn't matter. Who would you like to talk about next? I think uh, I think we should go into Deshaun Watson here. It just kind of slipped my mind, but that's that's something I think is is on a lot of people's minds. It's probably the biggest thing in in the NFL right now. And what do you think is going on with that situation? Well, as much as I love Deshaun, and you know, I I understand that he doesn't want to play there anymore. And who would? You know, they traded basically they traded JJ Watt and DeAndre Hopkins for some seconds and David Johnson. Like you didn't really help him out a lot, you know. <laughs> Yeah. They they didn't help much, you know. They they traded first picks for a tackle, right? Yeah. They got Larry Tunsil, uh, but in the, in the main look at it, they're they've done nothing for Deshaun in his years he's been there. That's like and you I, said. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, it's just it's it's hard to to look at the the Texans and and see that they're really trying to invest in Deshaun, right? Like you gave away the best receiver in football, and and you brought in a mediocre running back, right? And like, I see Deshaun Watson, he wants out, but I just, I don't see it happening yet. Like, although he stated he wants out early in the off season and just recently again, like even with the new GM and coaches, I, I don't see him getting his way, his way out yet. I believe that the media is kind of blowing it out of the water and the Texans will bring in some, some candy for him in free agency and he'll chew on that for at least one more year. But the if this that, go, go ahead. ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> if the relationship isn't fixed, I think he goes somewhere else next year. Like Miami, I think if Tua doesn't perform another year, I think Miami will will invest in him. But I think Deshaun will will be in a Texans uniform this year yet again. I think that uh, I don't think he'll get traded because I think the asking price for him is way too high. You know, he like yeah. we said earlier, you look at a guy like Jared Goff, they have to trade away first two first round picks and a third to get him off the team. Yeah, you know, and you're looking at that trade value like they're giving away first to get rid of a bad player. Like how many firsts can yeah. we get to one of the top five quarterbacks in the league? You know. I think a minimum three first round picks and a good player have to be in in order for him to get yeah. traded. And like the only teams that I think really have a shot that are willing to go value, I, I think the Panthers, the Jets, 
the 49ers, uh, they're really big teams. And even the Dolphins, I, I see them having a chance in it, but I just don't think they have enough value. Yeah, I mean, where if wherever Deshaun Watson goes, you know, that team will, will immediately get a huge boost, right? But it kind of sparks my next question I got for you here. Like, do you think teams are just giving up too much for, for quarterbacks right now in the NFL? Like, you look at the Stafford trade, right? Like, that was, that was a huge trade. And Stafford's, what, 32 years old? Yeah, he's up there in age. So it's just, do you think, do you think the NFL and GMs and that are just giving up a bit too much for these quarterbacks? Well, the thing that surprised me the most, right? Quarterbacks, obviously the most important position in the league, right? You look at a guy like Patty Mahomes or Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, those guys are going to constantly give you a chance to win games. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have that number one guy that can go out there and and give you a chance, then no matter how good the rest of your team is, it's not going to make a difference. You know, I'll just take the example of my Steelers. We have a top defense in the league. We have some good young receivers, but we couldn't run the ball and, and yeah. not being able to run the ball. Ben couldn't throw, couldn't throw. It was just a struggle. And, you know, we got blown out by the Browns and, you know, I had a guy like Deshaun Watson on my team. I'd get four first round picks to have him on my team. You know, that's a yeah. guy that's going to win you games. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I get that, but just, I think it really just kind of shook me when I saw what they gave up for Matthew Stafford. And I just, I thought like, how, how are you going to keep that fan base like happy as the Rams, right? Like you have no first round pick for, for seven years straight. Like that's just crazy. And the way I see the quarterback position is, is obviously it's the most important position in football, but I see Super Bowl runs like, like the giants, right. Where, where Eli beats Patriots. Like Eli is by no means a top, even 20, like quarterback talent all time, not even close. Right. But he's a game manager. Right. And with that defense, he had the ability to go in and, and win a Super Bowl. Right. So to me, I think giving up this much for a quarterback is just kind of absurd. But for a guy like Deshaun Watson, I understand the price would obviously be high. Yeah, like like you were saying, and look at that Matthew Stafford trade. Like I think the real reason that the the Lions uh, took that contract on obviously were because of the picks. But the Rams getting rid of golf is because of that contract. That contract yeah. had no no reason to be signed. It was they dead money. Him, they gave him so much money for being average right yeah exactly so they really had to give away their picks just to take that on but i think that if you look at a guy like deshaun watson you know the team that interests me the most like i think could really pull off a trade i see the panthers trading uh, teddy bridgewater christian mccaffrey and two first i think that makes both teams happy you know i agree with that i think i think the panthers are kind of a dark horse for this running i think a lot of people see miami and the jets right i think a lot of people think that's where they're landing but like i i saw a tweet the other day that teddy bridgewater unfollowed the panthers so there's a situation going on there that the media is not really seeing but i mean i i could definitely see deshaun watson playing for the panthers and like you said like if you throw mccaffrey in that deal i know a lot of people would wouldn't like that but like we talked about the running back position isn't as valuable as you think, right? And Mike Davis went in there and he produced for them. Yeah, so Mike I Davis think... had a Mike Davis had a great year. And the thing yeah. that I think makes both sense for both teams, you know, the Texans yeah. don't have anything to look forward to. They traded their first round picks away. All their franchise guys are leaving. You know, you bring in a yeah. guy like Christian McCaffrey, you know, he's maybe got five, six really good years in him, depending how injured he gets. But, you know, you bring in a superstar running back, at least it gives the fans something to look forward to. You get some draft capital. I know you lose a generational talent at the quarterback position, but you have to do something. The man's unhappy with your franchise. I need to give fans interest to still watch your games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, Tyson, 
that was a good first episode, buddy. Yeah, it was. That was fun. I liked it. Okay. Well, if you guys are interested, um, follow in the game podcast on Instagram and stay tuned for new episodes and we'll talk to you guys later. Peace.